0: In the Eastern Orthodox tradition, she is Saint Photina, the Enlightened One, equal to the apostles. But she's awesome, right? She goes toe to toe with Jesus. This person, Jesus, who's not even supposed to be talking to her. He's a man. She's a woman. He's a Jew. She's a Samaritan. She's had five husbands. And the man she's living with now is not her husband. Yeah, Jesus breaks all sorts of social taboos in order to talk to this woman. And she's like, you're talking to me? Well, of course he's talking to her. There's nobody else there. Because she has to go to the well when there is no one else there. Because she is a social outcast because of her marital status. She has to go to the well in the middle of the hot day so that no one else will be there. But there is Jesus who has carefully orchestrated this meeting, and he's waiting for her. But that's what Jesus does. He sits next to the outcast. He seeks out the lonely. He has dinner with the despised. Time after time, Jesus chooses the least likely person to catch his attention, and that is who he sits down next to. Jesus speaks to her on a really lofty level, talking about living water and eternal life. Well, Yes, I want this living water, she says, so I don't have to keep on coming back here to the well. Perhaps frightened by the ramifications of what he is saying, she chooses to understand him on a very superficial level. But Jesus goes deeper. He says, go call your husband and come back. Now, this is very clever, because no matter how she answers this question, they are taking this encounter to a deeper level. Because Jesus is going to reveal to her that he sees her and that he knows her. We don't know why this woman has gone through, uh, endured five husbands. It's unlikely she's had four five divorces. She was probably widowed multiple times. Maybe there was a divorce in there. But whatever the reasons, I think it's safe to say that Fotina was unlucky in love. So here comes this man who's not supposed to be talking to her, engaging her on a very deep level, looking at her, knowing her, not judging her, loving her, and accepting her. And then Jesus does this remarkable thing. He reveals himself to her. Yeah, we know the Messiah is coming, she says. I am he, the one who is talking to you. And she is so stunned by this encounter that she leaves her jar, which is not an insignificant thing. The jar is necessary for physical health. She leaves her jar and runs back to the people who have made her an outcast and tells them she has found the Messiah. What an incredibly generous, selfless thing for this woman to do. She goes back to the people who made her feel like dirt and says, I found the Messiah. And they listen to her and they come and they see Jesus because of her testimony. This has me thinking, what is in my jar that I need to let go of? And what would it take for me to leave my jar? For Fotina, it took Jesus knowing her, loving her, and accepting her. But I admit that there's something that keeps me from proclaiming the love of Jesus with the same wild abandon Fotina had. Some of it's embarrassment, awkwardness, I don't know, people might make fun of me, I might get hurt, it's very vulnerable doing that. But Jesus will overcome any obstacle, racial, social, cultural, even our own indifference to love us completely. So let's leave our jars behind and try to love each other like Jesus loves us. Let's not hoard toilet paper Let's use hand sanitizer, but also share it with others. Let's be on the lookout for those who, because of social distancing, are even more difficult to see these days. Let's sit by the woman at the well, or at least call her on the phone, and really listen to her, because she might be proclaiming the good news to us. Now, in the age of coronavirus, we have an incredible opportunity to take special care of the vulnerable members of our society. It might be just inconvenient for us, or it might be extremely difficult. It might be calling someone who lives alone and seeing if there's anything you can do for them. I have been, as I always am, so moved by how the members of this community have responded. Bringing food to the needy, offering to get groceries for people, going around their neighborhoods, checking in with people, keeping our physical distance while still remaining a loving community of faith. So now more than ever, let's let go of that which is not life-giving, those things that that will not truly save us. Let's all try to leave our jars behind and accept the living water that is offered to us that is ours for the taking, the living water that transforms and redeems us, the living water that allows us to love our neighbor as God loves us, the living water that quenches our thirst for that 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 we truly need. So leave the jar and take the living water.